Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired police sergeant. For the latest news articles and much more, check out our website, letradioshow.com. In the Law Enforcement Today show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, first responders, their families, their community, and victims of horrendous crimes. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Our page is Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Check out the daily articles on our website, letradioshow.com. And while you're there, download our free app. The Law Enforcement Today Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Many are using the term epidemic to describe the current problem of drug and or alcohol abuse in the United States. Virtually everyone we know has been negatively impacted by this problem. Yet for so many that are experiencing the devastating effects of drug and or alcohol abuse, they don't know who to turn to for help. Who can we trust to care for our loved ones? Transformations Treatment Center is one of the most respected, ethical, and professional drug and alcohol treatment centers in the world with a strong focus on individualized care, offering a wide range of holistic, specialized, and medically supervised treatment programs. 888-991-9725 or go online to transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from Illinois, Rich Wystocki is our guest. Rich is one of my favorite people. He's been on the show one time before and we plan on having him back on the show again in the future. Rich is a retired Naperville, Illinois police detective. He is also an expert in keeping kids safe online and he's one of our friends the Great Transformations Treatment Center, not far from us here in Delray Beach, with their phenomenal Help for Our Heroes program for first responders, military veterans, and law enforcement officers dealing with substance abuse and or PTSD-related issues. Rich, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. Very much appreciated. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Before we get into details of what's happening in Transformations, I know a lot of big things are going on, and a lot of things in the current anti-police climate, which I'm sure... Uh, can be creating more problems. I want to talk about uh, your work with Be Sure Consulting. What is it you do? So um, I was in law enforcement for 30 years, and my last 23 years at the Naperville Police Department was in high-technology crimes and child exploitation. So we were one of the first police departments in Illinois to have be part of the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. One of those uh, things that we do for the ICAC is teach, have community presentation and teach in schools. So what I did was when I was teaching in the schools and, and I took the approach of if you train kids what the red flags are and if you train parents how to watch their kids, you'll catch more predators. And that happened. So over my career, I've arrested over 300 Internet predators in my career since 1997. We've been doing Internet crime. So as I was teaching in the schools locally in Naperville, other schools, wanted the program in their schools, and my department, of course, wasn't going to pay for me to go out in somebody else's district in some, some other's jurisdiction. So I created a company back in 2010 called Be Sure Consulting. And I always found myself telling parents, no, you have to be sure they did this or be sure they did that. So we were involved in training faculty in schools, parents, students, and law enforcement how to investigate internet crime. And the last, you know, showing cops how to investigate internet crime, it's amazing to me how much behind many law enforcement agencies are. I was just at the Alabama Resource Officers Conference, 
and I was showing them how we investigate Internet crime, and they were just amazed by how much information and technology that there was. I'm not surprised, A, that a lot of departments are behind it in technology. Funding is always an issue. We could talk about that at length. Absolutely. Uh, and the whole defunding movement, that's another reason why it doesn't make sense. But, you know, when you and I were kids, what we had to look out for was uh, the old perverts on the street or near the school grounds or near the yeah. playground. Now you really have to be on the ball and, and pay attention because predators are seeking out your children online on their gaming stations uh, and in social media and everything else, and that should scare a lot of people. Absolutely, especially when the kids are not going back to school. They are home on their school devices. I just did a, a ton of interviews today about parents making sure their kid's device from school is being monitored. Uh, this past weekend, unfortunately, I had uh, someone, a family from California, whose 15-year-old son, was they thought he was studying in his room, and he was on this website called Omegle. And Omegle is just like chat roulette, where you chat with people you don't know, and it's, it's like one after the other after the other. And this is where predators are talking to kids. And he met this young, pretty girl, and she took him off that to go to Google Hangouts, which is a web video chat site on his school computer. And they got their freak on, and she was recording the screen. And then when they were done, he goes, all right, now you're going to pay me $50 a week because I'm going to send your pictures of you doing this all over. And so we had to track it down. The parents uh, hired me to help them, and we were able to get with the ICAC, get all the information, shut the predators down from the Philippines, and now the FBI is taking it over. As horrifying as that is, Rich, it pales in comparison to a lot of the, the heinous crimes where children are targeted. And by these, when I say these predators, they're very skilled at this. That, they practice. Uh, they know they're, they don't fit into society. They know that they don't want to be discovered. So they work really hard at finding ways to infiltrate everything and get at your kids. Yeah, it's like shooting fish in the barrel now because all the kids are on their devices home learning. Our kids need to be in school learning instead of being on their devices eight hours a day. Before we get further along in that conversation, where can people get more information about uh, Be Sure Consulting and what you do with Internet Children's Safety? Yeah, so since COVID, what had happened was, you know, I was in 25 schools from, let's say, October to March when I got shut down. Uh, Out of those 25 schools, Jay... I had 16 kids come forward because my job is to empower these kids to show that no one, no one online has the right to make you feel bad about yourself and no one has the right to make you do something you shouldn't be doing. So schools hire me. And I, again, I, I had 16, anywhere from Washington to Texas to New York to Florida. I had 16 kids come forward in saying that they were currently being victimized of sextortion. So when schools reach out to me, they go to BeSureConsulting.com or they can go to CyberParenting-101.com, CyberParenting-101.com. This is an online class I have for parents to know exactly what they should be doing to protect their kids online. I do got to ask you this, because I know a lot of people listening with their kids or their grandkids or whatever, and if they don't think... I hate to say it this way. If you don't think like a pervert, you're pretty normal. If you don't think like a predator, you're pretty normal. What that means is that if you don't know the warning signs to look out for, what are some of the things that you tell parents and grandparents to watch out for for their kids' safety? Well, there's, there's three things. So the first thing is 
is that parents need to understand, and grandparents and guardians of children, that they are responsible for their kids' technology. Not only are they responsible for their food, their clothing, their, their education, they're also responsible for their technology. They are responsible for everything the kid does until they're 18. Now, people have to understand that the frontal cortex of a child's brain can handle what goes on on social media. For that reason, the second thing is there is no such thing as privacy for children. And that's a hard pill for some parents to, to swallow because, oh, no, they have to make their own mistakes. Well, if you allow your kids to make those mistakes on the on Internet, uh, on their gaming platforms, on their social media, it's going to be too late. So they have to understand that productive monitoring, like having bark on a kid's device to monitor them remotely and to know that they are safe and sound. So the first thing is, is that parents are responsible for their kids' technology. The second thing is there's no such thing as privacy for children because they can't handle it. And the third thing is, Jay, is that the, the common denominator amongst all the child exploitation cases I have, I have done and arrested these guys is that parents are allowing their kids to charge their devices in their rooms at night. When you allow your child to charge their devices in their rooms at night, you're sleeping as a parent or guardian. They shut the door so you can't hear them. There's really no need to talk. It's typing, reading, and performing. And that's how they get into trouble. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Rich Weistocki, retired Naperville, Illinois detective. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Finally, our heroes have access to a world-class program for PTSD, anxiety, depression, and more. The Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for substance abuse, addiction, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Plus, they offer complete treatment for mental health issues for those without substance abuse problems. In addition to multiple rehabilitation and holistic treatments for all those suffering from substance abuse problems, the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformation Treatment Center is a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program, where law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the separate and highly specialized treatment they need. Got questions? They have the answers at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at helpforourheroes.com. Return conversation with Rich Weistocki. Rich is a retired Naperville, Illinois police detective. He specializes in uh, keeping children safe online from internet predators. And he's also, I hate to say this this way, a specialist in, in helping cops, law enforcement, first responders, and military veterans save their lives and turn their lives around uh, with the help of our friends at the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. By the way, phenomenal group. You can look them up online, transformationstreatment.center. You can also just Google Help for Our Heroes. Their phone number is 888-991-9725. If you'd like to get more information about the Help for Our Heroes program, whether it be for substance abuse, PTSD, PTSD-related issues, just go to the Law Enforcement Today Radio Show Facebook page. On Facebook, that's a Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Click like. Send us a message. 
When you click send message, once you get through all the welcome information, just type in help for heroes. That's help for heroes in the messenger on the Law Enforcement Today radio show Facebook page. I love that place. I love those people. I love the program they have because, well, unlike a lot of places in the United States, they don't have a separate program for law enforcement, first responders, and, and, and military vets. For sure. and, and they need to have... I don't want people to get the wrong idea. We don't think we're different and special, but the truth is we don't and won't open up with with the general population around. We just won't do it. Right. It's our culture, Jay. So our culture only allows us to trust each other. Now, when, you know, people, your, your, our audience here may say, well, what does an Internet crimes guy have to do with anything with treatment? Well, let me tell you. The amount of child pornography I had to watch and see and, and talk to predators like they were my best friends had some resounding PTSD in my life. So I had to seek help, go to my baselines and, and go to therapy and make sure that, that, that I was okay to continue. With that said, when I did my TED Talk in 2018 about parents' responsibility for kids' technology, I, it blew the doors off of what I was able to do. Transformations heard about me and they wanted someone to train law enforcement on what they had. Because when I went down there, I had no idea that there was a treatment center for PTSD, mental health, addiction, and gambling just for us. Not only that, when I went there, it was like a college campus. You know, my idea of going in treatment was like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) Right, and that is the image that a lot of our brother and sisters have. But this couldn't be anything farthest from the truth. It was like going to a college campus. They have an 86 condominium complex where our people or the clients there are shuttled back and forth. And at this residential complex, there's something called Building C, where it's just for first responders and military veterans. So our brothers and sisters don't have to worry about rooming with someone that has no relation to anything that we do in our life. So... We want to make sure that our first responders know that they are safe, that when they come to transformations, they know that they are going to be treated with respect and dignity that they, they deserve. Because this program is done by, and I'm sure you've talked to Carlos Farina, who is the director of the program. He's a military veteran. He is a 30-year Broward County officer, and he finished up in psychological services helping his brothers and sisters in Broward County. So this was Carlos's dream. My job at Transformations is training. And the biggest thing that we can do when, I, when, they, when they hired me to do this is that we have to look at the stigma of why our brothers and sisters suffer in silence. One of the biggest things that go along with that is that our command staff doesn't understand what FMLA is and HIPAA is. So Carlos, myself, and Adam will go to these shows like the IACP conference. We'll have our exhibit, we'll walk around the exhibit hall, and there's all these tanks, all these UAVs, all these shields, all these rifles. We were the only treatment center there. What about the tool of using your brain and being safe up there? And that was had a resounding effect on us. We know we were, we were in the right direction. So my job, we have three levels of training at Transformations. I have a roll call training, which is 15 minutes to show first responders how to ask for help confidentially so no one even knows that they're going to to treatment. The second thing I have is something called Not On My Watch, where this is a command staff 
plus a boots on the ground peer support HR training that we are doing remotely. We just finished one in Virginia, and now we're going to Virginia. We did one for Arizona. We went to Arizona. By the time we left Arizona, Jay, we had four people going to treatment because they had no idea how they can do it confidentially that nobody will know. And our third piece of training is called our stakeholders training. Our stakeholders training are for people who are making decisions whether or not to put a first responder into treatment. So this could be a peer support supervisor, could be an HR director, could be a chief, most likely could be a union president on the fire or police side. And we've been really successful with that because it's just this year, and we pay for their hotel, we pay for their flights, we pay for their food, and we have a three-day training. We bring them down to Delray Beach, Florida, and they go through exactly what their first responder would go through. And that has a resounding effect, and that's why we've been really successful, especially in the new news we have with the Fraternal Order of Police. And this is something very, very big. And just for people, for the better of those listening, the Veterans Administration has been so more advanced in treatment of post-traumatic stress and substance abuse than our police departments. And I'm not saying that as a right or wrong. It just is. That's just the way it is. So for the Fraternal Order Police to say, hey, we're going to do something, to me, that speaks volumes uh, about where we've come. What have they announced? So the National FOP has a program called their National Wellness Board. It is headed by a person who is so connected, so caring, Sherry Martin. Sherry is the president and director of the wellness program for the National FOP. So what had happened was we invited Sherry and her board member, uh, Corey from Oklahoma, and we invited her to our stakeholders meeting. After they went through everything, now when we do our stakeholders, we take them to our adventure therapy that we have down there where our clients will go on a paddleboard and they will paddleboard to a sandbar in the ocean and they have actually a therapy session there because sometimes our first responders brothers and sisters their lives are so dark with depression that they forgot how to feel that they forgot how to breathe they forget how what life is really like and the water is a calming healing thing So when we do this, we bring them out to the uh, therapy session on the sandbar. They get to exhibit, uh, experience sound path. They actually get to sit in on the group, on the first responder group session headed by Carlos, and there could be anywhere from 20 to 30 first responders in this group, and they are able to sit there without our involvement and ask them why. It took them so long to get help. Why do they choose transformations? How are they treating you here? Is this a good place for other first responders? They can ask any question they want, and that is the biggest thing that we have in our training, that they don't have to take our word for it. Just ask the people who are in treatment. We're talking with Rich Wystocki. Uh, Rich is a retired Naperville, Illinois police detective. He's also an expert in keeping kids safe online, be sure consulting, and he's one of the representatives of the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. One of the questions I get all the time is how can I show my support for law enforcement? But there's something very simple you can do with Facebook. When you see a post that you agree with, that you like, share it to your page. It's just that simple. And one of the best places to find great posts about law enforcement, our Facebook page. Do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. 
click like and follow. And when you see posts that you like, you agree with, especially episodes of the radio show and podcast, be sure to share it on your social media. Again, do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Be sure to click like and follow. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. All too often, we find ourselves getting asked, where can I find other great podcasts? Do you have any suggestions? Because of this, we decided to create our own network of podcasts here on Law Enforcement Today. You can access top podcasts about law enforcement on our website and free app. Head to letradioshow.com, click the Be Heard tab, and there you will find our network link where we will continue to add podcasts from first responders and more. Remember, that's letradioshow.com to find out more information about law enforcement today, our podcast network, and to download our free app, letradioshow.com. Return conversation with Rich Wystocki on the law enforcement today. So Rich is a retired Naperville, Illinois police detective. He is also an expert in keeping children safe online. His company's Be Sure Consulting. And he is an expert in training law enforcement officers and agencies on how to help their first responders. Not just law enforcement officers, and not just active retirees, other first responders, and military veterans uh, with mental health wellness, subs abuse, all that stuff, the Help for Our Heroes program at Transformation Treatment Center. Just do a Google search for Help for Our Heroes. The last week, Rich, to be honest with you, I had a, a lot of blows, personally. Uh, two guys I worked with in the Baltimore Police Department died. They're both my age, and the details are very, very hush-hush, which makes the, the alarm things go off in my head. And right. then we have a, a family member who's a retired law enforcement officer uh just died he was a couple years younger than me he was in his late 50s and he had a horrible drinking problem brought on by all the things or aggravated by all the things like depression ptsd all those things and by the way we have had a horrendous problem with this for a long time and i'm no expert but i believe the average life expectancy for law enforcement in the united states is 58 right and for for the general population it's 78 That should make people go, something's desperately wrong here. Yeah. Well, I think the the problem is, like, when I teach all my law enforcement cyber classes, the first 20 minutes after I explain who I am and what I do, I say, look, don't sit on your for 30 years and not have an exit plan. We retire at such an early age, but nobody sees what we see. If you don't have a plan and using your county or your city as a platform on to train you what to give back to the community, and, and don't just think that six months before you retire that you're just going to have a job waiting for you, don't be lazy and, and sit on your butt and not have a plan two, three years before, five years, ten years before you retire. Know what you're going to do. If you don't do that, you will die. The endorphin rushes that come into our brains, I've had very close friends of mine who worked for Chicago PD, and he was such a go-getter when he retired at 63, because he loved his job for 43 years, he loved that job, his brain started to shut down, Yeah, became an invalid, and then he died. And that's what happens. And yeah. my career ended unexpectedly. I was 33, 
And one of the things I try to tell people, and I'm not a scientist, I don't know the right terms, but I went from high adrenaline all the time, every day, multiple times a day, to absolute boredom and feeling like I had no identity. And all the worst things you could do, I did. Yes. And it almost, I could have been a casualty just like so many other people. And, and that's the reasons why we go out to conferences. We go to in-service training. We, we distribute the roll call training. And the best thing about this, Jay, all our training is absolutely free. Transformation is paid for my flight, my hotel, my ability to bring lunch into the conference, uh, support, you know, a room or whatever like that. But we just want to get the information out there because we know how important it is and how many people suffer in silence. Now, when the FOP Wellness came to Transformations, they vetted our program and made us now, as as a result of two months ago, we got the word that we are one of four approved wellness centers for the national FOP. And that's huge for us. Absolutely huge because there are 336,000 members now have access to what we do for our brothers and sisters. And people wonder how prevalent of a problem is this. I, I can't tell you exactly, but I've seen studies that say, and I believe these are conservative numbers, that 30% of our first responders walk around with some degree of PTSD. I think sure. the number's higher, and I think with the retirees, it's even greater than that. Yeah, because they're starting to unwind. You know, just like our firefighters, when they, they're, they're really not sleeping when they go to sleep. You know, my son's a firefighter, a brand new firefighter. He's been on, in the job for four, for four years now. And um, they really don't sleep when they're at the fire station. So a lot of times when guys come home, they drink themselves to sleep. You know, and these are the things that spouses watch out for, and that's another program we have at Transformations. When we talk about PTSD and depression and addiction, to alcohol or drugs or gambling, when you're in treatment at Transformations, we have something called Family Weekend. We bring your loved ones down to Transformations, and they go through a weekend of therapy sessions to learn how to deal with the new tools that their loved one is getting at our center at Help for Our Heroes. And we all know that the families suffer tremendously for our first responders. Absolutely, because you're not only treating the addiction or the depression, you're treating the first responder, and it is a family disease. Absolutely. And one of the the ugly terms, and it still is for a lot of people, people say uh, drug abuse or drug addiction with police and law enforcement, like, well, they should know better. We have had many guests on the show. I have met many people who were just phenomenally great people, great law enforcement officers, and they had multiple surgeries for orthopedic conditions, and they were put on heavy hitter, heavy duty opiates, and anybody, I'm going to tell you anybody that's on that stuff long enough is going to develop a problem, and when they they have access to the pills taken away, then the street drugs come to play, and it's so easy to cast a negative opinion on them. The reality is it happens far more often than not, and it's usually not something they sought out. Right. Absolutely. I mean, even me, my, myself, I had a full hip replacement when I, was, when I was 32 years old. I got in a fight in 2013. I, had, I tore out my whole shoulder. I've got, I've got metal body parts. Had it not been for my brothers and sisters in SWAT that I was with for 22 years, I may have went down that road. 
But, you know, they, you know, our, our brotherhood, that thin blue line protected me and made sure that I always did the right thing and always checked on me. I'm glad you said it that way because I've never found the right terms. Rich, you, you just hit something that's so crucial that I want people to hear. Our brotherhood, our family of blue protects us, but they make sure we do the right thing. They don't cover for criminal behavior. And people Absolutely often not. often confuse that. They see it on television and go, oh, that's a, that's a reality. And it's not. Right. That thin blue line is our professionalism, is our integrity, and means everything to us because that blue line is the only thing that protects our public, not the public, our public, from anarchy. Now, I can't say as much as that that's happening in, in some other places right now, but people have to understand that thin blue line means the safety, our ability to safe and secure our people. One of the things, and my wife, who I met years after retiring, she sees me around other retired police I worked with, and she goes, you guys are rough with each other. You, you guys really don't pull any punches. And it, it, the truth is, we love each other, we care for each other, but we do tell each other the truth. And when someone's messing up, we tell them. Absolutely. And it's, so Absolutely. This, I, because I'm, if they look bad, we look bad. Exa- that's exactly the point. And I, no one wants, A, for somebody out there to tarnish a badge, ever. Number two, the idea that uh, a brother or sister in law enforcement or other first responders or military veterans uh, do their duty, do their job the best they can, go through you know what, and back, and then suffer in silence and have their family life and their physical health and their mental health deteriorate, and they live a very short life is something I cannot stomach, and most people I know really can't stomach either. We're talking with Rich Wystocki. Rich is a retired Naperville, Illinois police detective. He's also an expert in keeping children safe online, safe from sexual predators, and he is also one of the staff this phenomenal Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center. Go online, transformationstreatment.center, or just do a Google search for Help for Our Heroes. This is the Law Enforcement Day Show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. There's a huge amount of interest in true crime story podcasts. So we started a new one called True Crime Fighters Podcast. Very few of the true crime podcasts tell the stories of the heroes that fight horrific crime. Whether it be law enforcement officers or everyday citizens, we tell their stories on the True Crime Fighters podcast. Each episode, no longer than 15 minutes. Do a Google search for True Crime Fighters podcast. Subscribe today for free. Or be sure to check us out on Facebook. Do a search for True Crime Fighters podcast. This Law Enforcement Show. I'm joined by Rich Wystocki. Rich is retired. Naperville, Illinois police detective, also an expert in keeping children safe online. Check him out online at Be Sure Consulting. And he is also part of the team at Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations Treatment Center in Florida. Uh, We talked a bit about the great news with the FOP, Health and Wellness. You're one of four centers, Help for Our Heroes program at Transformations, that's, for lack of a better word, certified or recommended by the FOP. We are approved by the FOP now, yes. And we'll get back to what they do. But I want to change the conversation a little bit. As a retired law enforcement officer, and I know you are too, and I'm sure you have the same thing, I see what's happening in the news. 
just go to LEDRadioShow.com. You see articles every day about violence, about what our police are subjected to, about the nonstop protests are one thing, but we're talking about riots. And then the lack of support or turning the back from politicians, social media, news media, and in some cases, family members. And I'm very worried about their mental wellness. Yeah, I mean, it's it, when you are, don't feel supported, and when we are called to duty to put on our turtle suits and protect our community, and then we are getting M80s thrown at us, our tires are being slashed, bricks are being thrown at our heads and water bottles. And if we're not, don't have the ability to go arrest those people because our politicians are not standing there with us, and they think that we took this job to be spit upon, to be assaulted, that's just part of the job, it makes it so difficult when our politicians and even our command staff do not stand behind us. I mean, I, I, I am so... I feel so bad for all those people in Seattle and Portland that do not have the support of their politicians and their, and their command staff. And, and they are, even in Chicago, I mean, you saw the, the, the horrible display of trying to protect a statue. Yeah. And, and, and things being thrown at them, their heads being broken open. You know, there is no fear anymore, and the failure is with the prosecutor's office letting these people go as soon as we arrest them. What does that tell you? But yet they want to arrest all the cops for doing their job. I don't have the answers, Rich. I, I just know, look, I'm an old school cop. I'm an old school revolver cop. And the, the, the way we handle business, we were taught you respect everyone until they change the tone of the conversation. Right. And then you don't back down. Right. The number two thing was, look, you can say whatever you want. You can signify. You can show your you whatever you want to call it. But the minute you put your hands on me or spit on me or something like that, it's game over. It is game over. I mean, I saw that video of that cop having, having smoke blown up his mask, a flashlight uh, strobed in his eyes to blind him, and they sit there and take it. I just, I'm like, why are you letting them in your space? And, and they were told to stand down by their... By their command staff. I don't get it. That's the thing. They're being told, they're being ordered to do certain things. And it goes against your very nature. Look, some can argue that we have become too protective of ourselves or that we misread threats or whatever it might be. But from day one, you're taught in patrol in particular that complacency kills. That if you're not on the ball and you don't keep your head on a swivel and you don't look for threats, they're going to find you. So to see all this going on all the time, Rich, it, I just it, it really causes even more concern for me about the mental wellness for our first responders going through all this all the time, our law enforcement, and not having any backup. They feel they must feel like they're all alone. Yeah, absolutely. And and Blue Help is, is fielding a lot of calls, and our, our talk lines are fielding a lot of calls because they feel lost. They're like a ship in the ocean without oars. There's nowhere to go, and they feel helpless. But yet, if you have a veteran who has been on 13 years or 15 years, where else is that officer going to go? Where are they going to go? So they're in a really precarious situation that, you know, this is their career, this is who they are, and, and you know, that's where we come in and we're trying to make them realize that law enforcement doesn't define them, that there are other places they can go, or, or this is how we're going to get through this together. Again, our brotherhood uh, has to be able to help each other 
get through this. And quite frankly, we need to to be more blunt about our conversations with each other. That hey, are you okay? Because you're not acting okay. And and, and being being willing to step on people's toes to try to save their life. I always say this, in Baltimore, if an officer needs assistance, it's called a Signal 13. I don't know what they call it in Chicago, but when those went off, everybody ran. Everybody went through, and we go through high water to help them. And this is what we need to do right now because, well, the suicide rate is much higher and has been much higher than our line of duty deaths, and it has been that way for a long time. Yeah, one of the things that we talk about in the Not On My Watch program for conferences and and in-service training is that I have a slide and it says, how well do you know your people? Now, if you're a boss, your chiefs should know their deputy chiefs. The deputy chiefs should know their commanders. The commanders should know their lieutenants. The lieutenants should know their sergeants. And the sergeants should know their people. Right. You should be able to answer me what their wife's names are, what their kids' names are, and, and, and what their kids are studying in school, and are they married, are they divorced, are they gay, are they straight? As a boss, you need to be able to be in your person's business. But a lot of our, our, our supervisors nowadays, they don't want to. They just want to put their 12 hours in and leave. Well, our culture isn't about that. When's the last time you went car to car with the person that you're responsible for? When's the last time you took your, 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 your subordinate out to lunch to talk to them about their family issues? Right. And, and then people will say, oh, he's such a great guy. I don't even understand why he would kill himself. Yeah. Well, do you know what he was going on? Maybe it wasn't the job. Maybe it was divorce. Maybe he got caught doing something. Maybe he's under federal investigation. But these are things that our supervisors need to pay attention to and get back to. Because we did that. You and I from old Absolutely. school. That's we right. knew everything. We, we, we had beers after work with each other. We went to each other's family parties. We are so cold and isolated now. Some, some supervisors don't even want to know. They just want to do their own thing. We can't do that if you want to be a boss in law enforcement and the fire service. And quite we honestly, if, if, you, for our if you're not going to be responsible for the people that work under you or with you or beside you, uh, how are you going to take care of the community? How are you going to take right. care of the citizens? Because if you don't take care of yourselves, you, you've, you've got nothing to help them with. Uh, I want to make sure we give some time for where people get information about Transformation Treatment Center, in particular, to help for our Heroes program. Which, by the way, they have programs for law enforcement, first responders, military, and everybody else as well. Yeah, so when, when the, the biggest thing is our fellowship, when there is so much anxiety going on when our first responders are reaching out for help. Now, we can talk about it, you know, people ask, well, how is it paid for? Well, insurance pays for it. The PPO uh, insurances are, are what we're asking. That's the first question you're going to be asked. Unfortunately, because the insurance companies drive this market, they drive who goes to treatment or not. So if the first question is going to be asked to the first responder is, what kind of insurance do you have? If you have a PPO, usually you're in network and you're good to go. If you have an HMO, we are out of network, and sometimes that will be out of pocket or a direct case agreement with your city or county. And we've done that a lot. The second question is, is are you an FOP member? If you're an FOP member, we have a negotiated contract amount that the FOP has uh, agreed upon with us for their first responder, for their police officer. So 
again, if you have somebody struggling, the best information I can give your audience, Jay, especially people in peer support, if you have someone struggling, make sure they have good insurance so there's no, they don't have to suffer in silence anymore. When there's an open enrollment, make sure they go from an HMO to a PPO because that's the way they're going to get their treatment paid for. And it's something that people don't like to talk about, but we have to talk about that. We, we have to give an informed decision to our first responders that may be suffering in silence. And when they come to us, and you know, again, helpforourheroes.com, uh, you go there, you call the number, and we have people ready 24-7. And the anxiety is so high when they come to us, but then when they see how many other first responders are in treatment right now, like currently today, I think the number was 31 first responders and military veterans in our program. 31 people, Jay. And before we leave, because we're almost out of time, what's the website again? It's helpforourheroes.com. Rich, we're going to have have you back on the show again in the future. Thanks so very much. It's very much appreciated. Absolutely. And please reach out anytime anyone is needing for help, whether it's your partner, yourself, or a family member. There's only one official Facebook page. What you do, you do a search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today radio show. Click like and follow. There you'll find updates about upcoming episodes of the radio show. You can contact me. We also find unique, one-of-a-kind editorials and news articles. That is our Facebook page, Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Be sure to click like and follow. We'll see you there. One of the most frequent questions we see is, where can I find great podcasts? Do you have any suggestions? Yes, we do. So we decided to start our own podcast network on Law Enforcement Today. That's right. You can find top podcasts about law enforcement on our website and our free app. Go to letradioshow.com, click the Be Heard tab, and there you'll find the LET Podcast Network. We'll be adding more podcasts from first responders and more. Again, to find the Law Enforcement Today Podcast Network, go to letradioshow.com and click on the Be Heard in our menu. Or download our free app today at letradioshow.com. I'd like to thank our guests so much for coming on the Law Enforcement Today show. I've got another great guest heading your way next week. Don't miss it. Until then, this is John J. Wiley. See ya. See ya.